Hey, hey, everyone. It's your boy, SJ Beat, here with... Yours truly, Miss Proper. What's going on, boys and girls and gender nonconformers? Yes. So we're coming to you live from the comfort of our own home. That is my favorite part of everything, even though we talk about some really great things. <laughs> I love that part. Oh, my goodness. What a lovely Wednesday it is, SJB, am I right? Oh, yes, for sure. What's been going on in your world so far? Oh, boy. Um, It's at a standstill, but not at a standstill. I'm just kind of like, you know, wrapping everything up creatively and now more than ever. So just a little backstory. This week, my school released this screenwriting directory, which means it just released like everything that every student has done <clears throat> excuse me, in this program. So basically, all the stories we've written, stuff like that, people have access to like the log lines, which is basically like a summary in a sentence of what the story's about. So now all these like industry people are just like kind of going crazy and like you know, reaching out to us and like some people want to work with us, some people want to read our stuff. So it's just really exciting right now, I guess, just to figure out where it goes and also very stressful because, you know, you are your worst critic a lot of times. I'm like, oh, is this right? Is it mm-hmm. worthy? Is it not? You know, so that's what I kind of been going through, but that's pretty much, pretty much it. All I've been really been focusing on. How about you? Oof, I swear, you always have an exciting week. <laughs> it only, it only <laughs> like a few days <laughs> since we talked, but like things change so quickly. So, mm-hmm. whew, I'm just over here trying to keep up with you. <laughs> I, let's see, what have I, what have I, what have been, what have I been doing? Uh, well, I started doing my hair, so I'm currently in the middle of that. If okay. anyone has ever done their hair, right, exactly. I'll probably be on it for the next few days. So got that going. <laughs> I go back to work on Monday. So Ooh, okay. No, girl, I wasn't out here protesting. It, but I did. <laughs> I'm dead. Exactly. You over there celebrating. I wasn't complaining. But, yeah. Oh, so, I mean, that's really pretty much it. I hope everybody out there is having an awesome week. It's hump day, so I hope you have some good plans ahead of you this weekend and, you know, get some drinks in you or whatever have you since a lot of things Mm -hmm. opened up. But make sure you still social distance and wear a mask outside. Don't be like some crazy people out there cutting holes in your mask and stuff. Just want to make sure I say that before we get into our awesome topic. So this Mm -hmm. week's topic is, I know, but are you excited? I'm excited. We always excited, and when are we not? But I'm really, I'm really excited. I'm excited about every topic that we do, but I'm really excited because this one, uh, this topic that we're talking about today, was a recommendation from one of our listeners. And mm-hmm. just so you know, we do read the you know comments and messages you all send. So today's topic is going to be we're going to be talking about generational wealth and what exactly that looks like. Uh, during COVID-19 because a lot of y'all know things are not going back to the status quo. Normal Mm. is in the past and we have adjusted Mm. and we are currently adjusting to a new way of life since uh, COVID-19 has happened. So for a lot of you who may be be new to generational wealth or have never heard of it before, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's wealth that you create for generations to come later Mm -hmm. down the line and Generational wealth doesn't necessarily have to be something uh, monetary or a a specific possession. It could be knowledge. It could be any type of thing that you pass down to your your family and their family and the family after that that could help set them up in some kind of way or give them Mm -hmm. a leg up in society. So uh, with that being said, I just – I want to – I'm going to just go right on in and just throw the question to you, SJB, Mm -hmm. because Mm – 
for, I mean, for me personally, I didn't know what generational wealth was or what it is until recently, like within the past year. And it just mm-hmm. makes me realize how many things I've been lacking and what, what I guess wasn't instilled in me as a kid, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. things that I can remember, you know, don't sit your drink down, you know, don't cover right. your drink up with somebody, right? You know, just like things that, not that it doesn't matter, those things matter, but mm-hmm. it's just little fun things that people tell you. It's not, it's not things that, um, I guess you could take with you for the remainder of your life. And everyone's right. probably heard that, that sentence, uh, like if you're if you're young and you're talking to an adult about something and they'll say, you know, remain a kid for as long as you can. Don't mm. worry about that until you get older. And the mm-hmm. fact is that <laughs> I feel like that's where we go wrong in a lot of ways. So I think that's for me, that's why I haven't learned about generational wealth until I'm in my mid 20s. And not that it's too late, but I definitely feel like I could have benefited later in life. So anyways, mm-hmm. I'm dancing around my question, but. When did you learn about generational wealth? Did you know about it before us discussing it today? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, let's start there before I start throwing off five and one mm-hmm. question. <laughs> I'm dead. Um, I can't say that I I, <clears throat> I knew what it was, but I didn't know it had a name to it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, like, way back when, when, like, when I was a child, you would always see, like, well, I would always hear, like, this idea of um, old money versus new money. And the only reason mm-hmm. I know what that is because I was super obsessed with like Titanic and that was like mm-hmm. a thing like on the boat, like, Oh, she's old money or she's new money. You know, like there was literally like a inside battle about that. And I, and then that kind of like sparked in me. I'm like, well, what is that about? Like, what does that even mean? Like, I mean, money is money. Right. So I think mm-hmm. when you, when we found out about this topic and I was like, okay, well, let me figure out what this is. Cause right off the back of my like, generational wealth, it kind of sounds like really, simple but then there's like different avenues of like generational wealth as you were kind of just speaking on and different like I guess facets that that can fall under um Mm -hmm. so yeah I think I I honestly did not but I I had an idea of what it was but I I wasn't really I guess into it or even knew it was a thing um that people actually Mm -hmm. like study and talk about and have conversations about so overall no I didn't I didn't really know I knew an idea of it it wasn't really like yeah a prevalent thing I knew about yeah. I think it's interesting that you said like you knew of it, like mm-hmm. how you would say oh money, new money. I think right. that's how a lot of people are. I think that's mm-hmm. how I was as, as well because you would mm-hmm. see people who came from money or some form of wealth and you would think, "Oh, well that's why they get ahead is because they have they had money or they have money." And right, right. there that's you seeing generational wealth without mm-hmm. even realizing that, hey, their ancestors, their grandparents, great-grandparents, parents set them up mm-hmm. so that way they can, they don't have to worry about whether it's paying off school or even being able to have a car straight out. Or when you watch Sweet 16, for example, <laughs> generational mm-hmm. wealth, some of them kids get like two cars, three cars, $50,000 parties and all that. Their parents set them up so that way they wouldn't have to worry about the everyday struggles. So, yeah. Right. Now, but, do you ooh. think... Well, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want you to lose it. No, 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 you go. I would have spiral. You go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I um, I have a question that just, I just literally just thought about. Um, do you think it is, just for you and I's case, or anybody that's listening that didn't know what generational wealth is, do you think that we were not, um, I guess, up to date or as knowledgeable about generational wealth because it's not um, as sought after or it's not as maybe achievable in our community, our community meaning uh, black people specifically? 
Ooh, oh my goodness. When you said that, ooh, oh my goodness. So I just, before we like got on the phone and was talking, I was just mm-hmm. watching some videos on YouTube and that's specifically what it was talking about is that is black people in creating generational wealth and how mm-hmm. they were saying the difference between like rich people and poor people. And I know black mm. people aren't always poor, but the mm-hmm. fact is like black people I know we're not well off where the way we right. could be. And I right. and I can compare them to like the five other I'm going to just say white people because of the ones I know, but yeah, yeah. They are they are well off in some way, and but they were saying the difference between a poor person and a rich person is that the rich person is thinking about saving for for a mm-hmm. lifetime, whereas a poor person mm-hmm. they're thinking about saving till Saturday. So mm. I know when that they said that I was like, man, like not up until I guess until maybe December, I was thinking up until saving until Saturday with that mindset. I wasn't thinking about having saving anything from for years to come you know because we do we have that other mindset where it's like you live for today and and you know you never know when you're going to go so just you can't take your money with you all these other things Mm -hmm. that encourage you to spend money and and not create that safety net for yourself and with generational wealth it's more than just thinking about you it's about thinking about people beyond you I know some Mm -hmm. people out there are probably like you know I don't have kids I don't like my kids Whatever the case is, you can leave mm-hmm. your legacy to anybody to help them get ahead. So mm-hmm. um, with that being said, I don't think personally that I was taught how to have generational wealth. I think we see it. For example, mm-hmm. I think I see it with, like, your mom. I think I see it with grandma mm-hmm. because she had, you know, she bought her condo right when uh, the city, like, D.C., was. they were telling black folks to go out and invest in property because eventually mm-hmm. you won't be able mm-hmm. to live in the city, which is true, more true today than it was then. Yeah. And then, like, seeing, like, the path that your mom created for you with her going into the military and, um, you know, just securing all these different degrees and, and money mm-hmm. and all these things so that way you wouldn't have to struggle as much and you have like you have uh I think you have a thirst for education mm-hmm. and I think yeah, having that sure. example of your mom that that helps you work even harder. So mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean I I don't think I was taught that but I think seeing certain people throughout life just kinda hustle and and, and move I was I saw it. Mm-hmm. But as far as me being able to benefit from it now, like it has some effect for me, I would say no, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Does that make any mm-hmm. sense? No, no. Because, I, like, no. I mean, okay, okay, cool. Because, like, Grandma, like, she has her condo and stuff, but we can't benefit from that now because we don't have right. it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Versus yeah. later. But, like, when it's all said and done, like, that's her plan, though, later down the line. Right. So, like, she's, like, building yes the no, I guess. Yeah. Right, she's building the foundation that wasn't created for her beforehand. So, mm. yeah, so I'm going to throw that question back at you. Yeah. Hmm. I, 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 w- I guess I would agree with what you're saying. Because when I, like, really, really, like, think about it and think about, like, my friends. And I, I honestly was on the phone with a friend that's, like, in the whole accountant banking world. And, like, we kind of have conversations every now and then. We don't ever go too far into it because, you know, I don't know a lot about banking and business. But um, when I brought up the topic uh, generational wealth, he was, like, very knowledgeable and knew everything about it. And I was just kind of, like, stressing, like, my point of view. I was just like, well, I've never, like you said, like, on TV, yeah, I'll see, like, someone, maybe I'll see, like, a rich family like the banks on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air mm-hmm. or, you know, another family or another, like, Cosby's who had, you know, like, some sort of money or middle class or up, you know, that 
some type of like engroundment for their kids to move forward and you knew mm-hmm. they had a plan for them that was going to work for the end you know they, he was a doctor she right. was this like they already have these things and values in place but like when I look at it, like today and friends and I have like maybe several friends they're like oh, I have to be trying to save money but it's just so hard but no one like like myself I honestly tried to save money but it's just like sometimes you're forced to save money so that you won't be like out on your ass somewhere or something like that but like soon as you mm-hmm. are comfortable you still get back to that mode of Oh, I can spend some things. I'll make it back. I'll spend some things, but never. Oh, let me have a savings. Let me have something to look forward mm-hmm. to. Let me have something to, like for my kids to look forward to, or my grandkids to look forward to. You know. So when I like mm-hmm. the older I get, the more I start to understand um, generational wealth. But like when I was young, I did not care. Now I'm like in that. I'm in the cusp of like jumping over that dang on fence into like, hey, I want to save this so that. When I'm gone, this, that, and that person will have something. All the future children I do have will have something. You know what I'm saying? So my mm-hmm. mindset has definitely shifted um, as far as me being a part of the, that, that community that doesn't know or, or will learn after this episode what generational wealth is and what it means to our community specifically and other communities, but just specifically me talking about the black community. So, um, yeah, I, um, there's a fun fact um, that I had looked up like when I was researching and everything like that. So they say the boomers, you can comment or not, boomers mm-hmm. make up over 50% of the nation's wealth. One, right? Mm-hmm. Then Gen X mm-hmm. owns only 16% of that. And then you knock mm-hmm. it on down. Millennials only 3%. Mm. Jeez. So when I look at that, I'm just like, ooh, this is such a necessary conversation. <laughs> this is a necessary topic. <laughs> because it, and it, I honestly think it's for people not knowing what, what it is and mm-hmm. or not knowing the steps it takes. Or, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I just think they're not understanding of how important it is. And I think they think in the moment rather than in the long run of, of, of their lives and their legacy they want to leave behind. Because when I think of generational wealth now, I think of legacy. You know, like something you're mm-hmm. leaving behind for people to remember or some, some people to invest in when they think about it or invest in. You know right. what I'm saying? So, I mm-hmm. from the question at hand. I'm sorry. But um, no. that was in my spirit. You actually answered it a little bit okay. back when you were saying that they don't know because a mm-hmm. part of generational wealth is not just mm-hmm. leaving them something physical right. so that it, they don't have to worry, mm-hmm. but it's also teaching them how to keep that wealth. And yes. that's what I learned. Like from, I mm-hmm. know that's what I learned from watching the videos, and that's what it, it talked about, like the different generations. So how you said the boomer, they have what you said, sixty percent. Fifty-seven, yeah, close to sixty. Yeah. Fifty-seven. Yeah, so then it, it when it comes to uh, the generation generation X, as we said, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. it gets smaller, and then it gets even yep. smaller with millennials. It's because they're not mm-hmm. training them how to keep it. They just exactly. they leave them all this money, and then they just squander it all. They don't teach them things like interest rates. They don't teach them credit cards. They don't teach them how to invest. They don't teach them. They don't keep it going, and that's the biggest thing that, like, through us is looking – in researching generational wealth, it's teaching and educating. It's kind of like uh, you being in mm-hmm. school, you being in school, and then you have a mentor right now, and then they're going to pass their information down so that way you can change the film industry once you get mm-hmm. up into it. And that's a, mm-hmm. I think that's a problem just with human beings in general, aside right. from generational wealth, is that everyone's so afraid of their spot being taken. So that mm. way, so instead of them sharing the information that they have to keep mm-hmm. that art or keep that industry going, they decide to keep it and then die with it. And then they have people that worked with them or worked after them wondering why it went to crap. It's because you're not taking these people under your wing and teaching them how to keep it thriving and growing. So Mm -hmm. that's definitely a part of generational wealth and learning that it makes me 
definitely more proactive if I have children yeah. or uh, with younger younger people to inform them of things that I wasn't aware of. And they mm, say when you do mm-hmm. try to inform them of those things, you have to learn it for yourself. You can't just uh, – the one video I watched, it's, you can look up generational wealth on YouTube. There's tons of resources on there, and they break it down so that way you can understand it so easily and you can find a, a guide of how to where to start exactly. So when they were talking about educating other people, you know how some people um like if you're you're getting ready to go to college or you're about to graduate mm-hmm. school or whatever the case is, your parents or some adult figure will say, "Oh yeah, you need to go and become a doctor or you need to go do this." Like they're telling you to do things that they haven't even done themselves. But mm-hmm. you being told to do all these things are looking at them like, "Why can't you do these things?" Why are you telling me to do things that you haven't done yourself? It's the same thing Mm -hmm. with generational wealth. You can't tell me to be an investor or invest in stocks when you're not doing the same thing. Like you have to teach me that. And then so that way I, not that you could be motivated to do it, but it's just, is it kind of like a lead follow kind of thing? So that way you're building generational wealth together. And it's not just reliant on one person, because if you are relying on one person, you're still in that cycle where you create mm-hmm. the wealth, but you leave it for somebody to spend and it just completely goes away. So. Mm, right, because you haven't instilled in them what you know, so they don't know what to do exactly. with it. They just blow through it. That exactly. is interesting. So, I mean, long Jeez, story short with uh, that whole, yeah. what everything, if, if you are just learning what generational wealth is right now and you decide, hey, I want to I wanna start right now so that way my kids can mm-hmm. have something or my grandkids, my nieces, my nephews, anybody can have something, teach them how to keep that something. So that way mm. they don't start the cycle all over again mm-hmm. and then they're broke mm-hmm. and they don't have any of the knowledge. So <laughs> be, be willing to teach. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. So, um, when you were yeah. talking, well, when you were saying what you were saying, I it just made me personally start to think mm-hmm. of like what it is that I'm doing in my life currently. Um, to attain some sort of or my version of generational wealth because I think it's it's before I get into that I think it's important for us not to uh, set this particular bar of this is what generational wealth looks like because that mm-hmm. it looks different for everybody like you know like it doesn't even have to be money it can just be whatever some type of comfortability in life I think right. that's a form of generational wealth. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be, okay, I have the riches, I have this, that, and businesses, and this, that, and the third um, for you to live mm-hmm. life and get this and that. You know what I'm saying? Because like you said earlier, it's nothing if the person doesn't know how to like attain it and, and, can, okay. and keep it going and keep it passing down because at that point it becomes something else, you know? Right. So um, mm-hmm. it just had me really thinking about my life in general and then just what mm-hmm. are the steps that I personally am going to take to attain that? Because, I mean, like you said, yes, my mother is – doing what she does and like she she's joined the military for x amount of years and kind of sacrificed mm-hmm. a couple of things so that she could create a different life for me than she, that she didn't or did have i'm not you know particularly sure but like okay. i think that has afforded me the opportunity like you said to be in education to further my studies and whatever it is i want to study so now i've created this sense of knowledge about this particular subject i'm interested in so now, mm-hmm. as I move forward, I know how to maneuver kind of in the world and how to, like, network, and then eventually I'll get to where I want to mm-hmm. be, where I'm writing and I'm on TV or doing whatever it is that, that happens that allows me to feel successful in what it is what I'm doing. And I think that makes me even more 
I guess, wanting to be a teacher in a sense to those who want to do the same thing and they want to make a career out of this and um, and make like, a, I guess, a, a, leave a legacy behind in whatever it is that you're doing, whatever it is, a passion that you love to do. So mm-hmm. now I'm thinking about, okay, so how can I, like, I wasn't even thinking about this at first, but man, maybe I can have my own production company someday. You know what I'm saying? Because yes, I can write on these shows or I can write on, write these movies and this like that, but okay, like, and then what? You know what I'm saying? Like who like who takes the cake for that? We're like where are the where are the trophies held or where are the certificates mm-hmm. held? Stuff like that. Like I need something physically to start to produce my own and not under someone else's. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I'm thinking about now. A whole a whole business, a whole production company, a whole LLC to my name. You know what I'm saying? Just because of mm-hmm. this conversation. So yeah, definitely. um yeah, that's just like my question to you, I guess. Like what like what are some things that have to be like in detail do you feel that mm-hmm. you would want to do now? to attain your version of generational wealth. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I'm on the same lines as you as far as creating okay. my a business for myself so that I can right. educate and pass down to my, my ch- children if I have children. But um, mm-hmm. another thing that I think that I want more is just learning to save and mm, teaching mm-hmm. teaching my kids or teaching somebody the value of money and not necessarily you don't have to go out and spend every bit of thing but it's just just understanding how to use it and and the value right. of it because i mean i'm i'm 27 and the fact is i'm just starting to be able to save a decent mm. amount whereas had i the crazy part is before when I was a child, maybe up until the age of 13, I used mm-hmm. to save every bit of money I had. Like, I never spent a dime. And my mom mm. will tell you, like, she, I would rather <laughs> spend somebody else's money than my <laughs> own. I had a cute little, like, <laughs> it's so true. Like, I had a cute mm. little metal container, and I had kept it in the vent in my room, you know, when we used to live in Southeast or whatever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I probably had, like, $400 or something saved up. I don't know how I got the money, where it came from, it just things people would give to me, or if I would have change left over, I would throw it in there. And the fact mm-hmm. is, it took one trip to the mall with my best friend and one of her friends, and when I got that taste of what it feels like to spend money, I was mm-hmm. gone. I was gone yeah. from then yeah. on, and I could never save anything. And like you said mm-hmm. earlier, you're like, you you get in positions where you're like, man, I want to just spend, or I'm not really good at saving, or I don't have the money to save. The fact mm. is, is that you need to learn to pay yourself first, mm-hmm. and then worry, and then worry about other thing, other things. So even if it's like two dollars you set aside, like put that two dollars right. up, eventually it will add up and it will grow. So I mean, not necessarily. I would like my kids to be well off, and I would like their kids to be well off and stuff like that. But I really mm-hmm. just want them to understand the value of money, to appreciate it, also not to take it for granted, not to sit on it and just harbor it. I want them to, uh, you know, uh, treat themselves as well. Right. But because yeah. that's that's something else that I was learning too is that some people will uh, they'll have parents that will um, value their money so much and they'll put so much time and energy to it, and mm-hmm. then once it gets passed down to the kids, they just squander it all on purpose. Mm-hmm. In resentment mm-hmm. to the parent because the kids realize how much time and energy the parents put into that money and not oh, wow. into the kids. So, yeah, I know, right? So I want to make sure I create that balance, but I definitely want my kids to be more responsible with money than I am, that I, than I am and than I was. Mm-hmm. I want them to get that message before they hit their 20s, hell, before they hit right. their teens. So long yeah. story long, that's mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I would like to pass down. 
Yeah, I think that's in- interesting as far as, like, uh, when you talk about balance. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can have this type of, yeah, I'm, I'm going to create generational wealth, wealth for my family and families to come and families to come and families to come, mm-hmm. but find a way to factor in the social part of being still, like, a part of your family while trying to achieve that. And like you just said, like, yeah. that can just be as small as, child teaching your children about mm-hmm. personal finance you may not be a finance person but you can educate yourself about right. it you do finance you pay bills you know what i'm saying you right. budget for stuff you know so, i mean mm-hmm. all, life all of life is is finance honestly and, right. and invest in your child's education if you don't think that they are ready to receive this you know when you leave this earth this legacy child invest in education mm-hmm. for them not even it even have to be a physical education like uh, school grad school anything like that it could just be like just you personally educating them day to day on what to do if this happens you know because I personally just yes. feel like you kind of hit on it earlier I don't think that I was ready like I don't think that I am say if someone was leaving or my mother would be leaving uh generational wealth down to me if she were to go down tomorrow right I don't think that mm-hmm. I would be ready like I think I have a mindset to be ready but I don't think I am ready if that makes sense. Right. Like I have the mindset to want to be there and to do right and do what I'm supposed to do. But then at the end of the day, when something else comes, then my mind is somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I think yep. I would have benefited from that in my childhood, actually knowing like what to do when it comes to finances. And like, that's just with anything yep. in general, like taxes, child. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to file yes. taxes. I literally went on exactly. TurboTax and then put my information in somebody W W2 and I put it in and then I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I get tax refund. You know what I'm saying? Like I literally had mm-hmm. to teach myself that. But I, and at the same time, I I like it that way in a sense because me overcompensating to learn something I did not know means that I'm going to want to teach somebody else when they don't know. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, yeah, I just really wish – I really think I could have benefited from that. Just any minute got to be around. It can be like my father. It can be like aunts and uncles that are around it. And now that I'm mm-hmm. older, now friends are teaching me. Like literally like one of my best friends, he's in banking. And that's all, like, sometimes we'll have these really deep conversations about banking. I'd be like, child, no, what's going on? But I want to learn, you know, because not mm-hmm. a lot of us know. Like, I'm not going to work at a bank ever, but I want to know how to, you know, prioritize my finances and, and be right. in a good standing overall. I'm not trying to achieve the riches. Now, that comes, thanks, but that's not, like, my personal goal, you know. So, right. Yeah. Just, like, the essentials. I like what you yeah. were saying about how, mm-hmm. like, if something were to happen, like, you wouldn't be prepared for the finances. That's, like, mm-hmm. another thing that I learned is that you want to be completely transparent when it comes yes. to your finances. I don't exactly mm-hmm. know what that means 100%, but the way that I took it is, like, for you <laughs> and your mom, for example, mm-hmm. yeah. like, she should be willing to share, like, hey, this is my will. This is who you go mm-hmm. to. This is how mm-hmm. you file a will. Mm-hmm. This is how you file your taxes. Like, being in detail so the way she's created, you're already a functioning member of society, but you could have – been more functioning had those lessons already been passed down to you so I mean that goes for myself as well because I had no idea like when especially when I was signing off for them student loans I had no idea about Mm -hmm. interest I had no idea that they Mm -hmm. were going to come after you you know after Mm -hmm. right exactly I was like all right it's going to go away eventually because you can't (laughs) see it right then so they came back with that exit beat and they had all y'all in there and said we're going to come after (laughs) you if you don't pay it (laughs) Exactly. Just, but learning, learning those different things, and even teaching your kids about scholarships and how to find them, because mm-hmm. even though people say like, "Oh, it's just a bunch of free money that's out there," like scholarships are harder than people make you believe that they are, because you have all these other people applying to them, and you may or may not get them, and then you have to keep applying and hoping one lands. Like scholarships are difficult, and I just think it yeah, they are. teaching. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's help teaching people and kids these things so that way they are more they're more they're 
more functioning members of society. So just having that transparency is a good thing. And then, I mean, like we said it before, like it doesn't have to necessarily be monetary or materialistic. Like if you're teaching your kids to be good people, and that's just super vague when I say that, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you're teaching them to have manners or if you're teaching them to be polite, you're teaching, mm-hmm. you're creating general generational wealth in a different mm-hmm. way. It doesn't have right. to be physical. So, I right. mean, wealth means different things to people. Some people think just having your peace and, like, being able to take care of your mental and go to therapy and eat healthy, all these mm-hmm. different things are versions of wealth. So these right. are things that you should teach your kids. Like, there's so many kids, not even kids, I'm, I'm going to stop saying kids. There are adults, okay, <laughs> 20s, mid-20s, mm-hmm. early 20s, mm-hmm. that don't even know how to do their <laughs> don't know how to do their laundry because their parents right. never taught them. And I right. get parents, you I mean, I'm not a parent, but I mean, I see parents. You want your kid to have mm-hmm. the absolute best. So, and so you want them to have the best to the point you sometimes cripple them because mm-hmm. you're, you're like, I don't want you to have to worry about anything. I don't want you to have to think about this because I had to think about this. But the mm-hmm. fact is, if you didn't mm-hmm. have to think about it, you wouldn't be the person you are today. It created character, it helped you become more responsible, and it got you on your feet. And then you That's turn, <laughs> you decide to kind of rob your kids of that experience. Mm-hmm. And then you turn around, they're still living in your basement at like 50 years old, and you wondering why you ain't leave. I mean, if you want to yeah. live there, that's fine. But it's just like set your kids up for success by any means necessary, because eventually you'll probably be relying on them to take care of you, whether it's mm-hmm. finding you a nursing home, finding you a nurse, filling out medical bills for you if you something happens. It just uh, there's so much that goes into this topic, but just start, yeah. the tra- start the conversation, be transparent, and just get on that train to create generational wealth, whether it's for yourself, whether for your kids, grandkids, niece, nephew, whatever. Happy. And I like how you ended Oof. that because, you know, people, people, what do I want to say? I think sometimes, uh, like like you said, we don't really know about generational wealth, but I think people get caught up in, like, the circumstances that they were brought up in and they think that is not mm-hmm. achievable for for them so like even if you're a listener now and say oh i haven't i haven't been built in a system or my family hasn't been built in a situation where there is generational wealth in any fashion then that is mm-hmm. your that should be like the fire under your butt or the passion under your butt to start mm-hmm. building it of your own and and, and you know mm-hmm. to for your children and other people to look forward to you know just don't be discouraged because oh, well, my grandmother or my mother or my this, that, and the third didn't pass this down for me or they didn't give me this or they didn't instill in me these wealthy values that I, that I would have wanted that I see other people have. You know what I'm saying? So I think you should just mm-hmm. take the initiative hearing that or just hearing us talk, and, and we are both in different walks of life. But you know what I'm saying? Just take mm-hmm. advantage of the situation, whether you were given or whether it was brought to you or not in, in regards to generational exactly. wealth in your family. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you got YouTube. You have so many resources that mm-hmm. they didn't have in previous times. Like, you don't got to go to the library. I mean, it's awesome if you do, okay? Keep them in business. <laughs> but you don't, have to go look at, <laughs> you don't have to go look in a book. You can just type it in, and there it is. All this information that I'm just spewing out, it's because I literally watched it on a YouTube video, and it's stuck in my brain, and I want to apply Period. it to my life, and I just wanted to share. Like, this isn't something that I knew in my mind ahead of time. I just had to watch mm-hmm. somebody and talk about it. And, mm-hmm. dang it, I had something that I was going to say, and it totally – based out of my mind anyways but just just do the research oh there is it came back cool thank you but another thing that they were talking about is they were using uh slaves as an example and they were saying Mm. how um 
I know, right? Okay, <laughs> nobody had the worst circumstances than them, okay? While you hmm. over there sitting there talking about you ain't have generational wealth, okay? Hmm. But hmm. the fact is they were talking about slaves and how when they when slavery ended, quote-unquote, and then mm-hmm. it ended and they were talking about slave masters and how white people have had generational wealth for, like, mm-hmm. hundreds of years, and they're mm-hmm. like, how are you going to catch up with someone who's already 100 yards ahead of you? And they're saying, mm. well, you just got to run faster than them. And you're probably thinking, how, if they're already 100 yards ahead of me? But the fact is, do what you can so that way you can create that generational wealth. Whether, like we were saying, we've listed so many different things. You can save, you can teach, you can grow, you can mold. There's a lot of things that you can do. And you don't even have to catch up to somebody else or compare yourself to anybody else. It's you're doing this for yourself. And you have to want to do it. If you don't want to do it and you're just cool where you are and you don't care about saving for anything in the future, do you, as long as you're happy. But if you want to make a change, you have to be the change. So, yeah, cliche, but truth. Honestly, and I just think it's interesting. Um, like the first, I don't know, it was something weird about when you first like brought up like uh, uh, generational wealth. Of course, my mind went to like you said, like that kind of I don't want to say slave mentality, but that whole ideal of oh well, when I think of gener- generational wealth, I'm thinking about white people. You know what I'm saying? But then oh, when yeah. I look about the powerful black people that are like, you know, I'm just going to talk about like financial billionaires, that type mm-hmm. of deal, like Oprah or Madam C.J. Walker, like people who literally mm-hmm. like built something from nothing, like the people on right. Black Wall Street, like back in the 1900s, like, like that's what I like mm-hmm. honestly start to think about when I'm like, okay, well, let me not discredit my people. Like we were really out here and still right. maintaining, you know what I'm saying? So there's no exactly. excuse. For y'all not to step up to the plate and, and join the party. True. You know what I'm saying? If, if that's your goal, you know what I'm saying? So, or mm-hmm. if that's your it, version of generational wealth. Exactly. It just sucks that we don't see those those figures. They're out there. They're definitely out there, but they don't promote mm. them as much. So, hmm. like you, I would hmm. be like, oh, that's a white person thing. But really, it's not. <laughs> it's a black person thing. <laughs> there are plenty uh-huh. of black people that's out there rich just because they ain't got pictures in the magazines and they ain't all over the place. They are out there. But yeah. you've got to try to find them. But, oh, because mm. I almost forgot. So yep. we talked about the COVID-19 and how that yeah. shifted society. So how do you think, how can people build generational wealth? Mm-hmm. I mean, with COVID-19 taking, uh, going into effect or being in effect, whatever case have you. Mm-hmm. Going well, you right know, now. yeah. Well, you know what? I'm not a, a politicky person, but this is what I'm going to say, because I haven't been <laughs> attention in, in recent times, just because. So two things. One, there's like my gen, well, not, I'm not gonna say my generation, but people that I went to school with, they are starting to take place in these things like investing in stocks, and I don't really mm-hmm. know how it works, but there's like these programs and child, I don't know, some of them may be pyramid schemes, some of them may not be, but the fact that people are educating themselves to like I guess create pro- profits is something new to me because mm-hmm. that's not a conversation that I was seeing often around people my age. They just worrying about okay, I'm right. gonna do this to get that quick money, but they're actually like taking the time and investing in stocks. And like looking at the reparations in the, you know, what I mean, in, in return for these things that they're investing in. And I also think um, they were saying something. I was watching the news the other day. They were talking about like the real estate market and how like a lot of these houses that are like expensive as hell right now, they're about to drop. And that's mm-hmm. an opportunity. Like the prices on them, the market, housing market. That's the opportunity to invest in some real estate you probably wouldn't have invested in before any of this happened. You know, like 
the, if, for those people who have definitely saved, or those people who have good credit, they want to do this and that, or don't have good credit, they can get they can get some type of loan or anything. Like these are the properties that they don't like the neighborhoods they don't want us in still to this day. Like black people specifically, this is the time to be stocking up on that real estate in their areas. You know, while they're busy mm-hmm. trying to like justify okay. our black areas. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's what I definitely say. Invest in the real estate. Invest in the stock market. Um, find you a business to build. Like, there's something you always want to do, child. I'm sure there's a business you can create around it and start the process. There's so many resources now that we have rent, like, virtual. So there's, like, classes mm-hmm. on a discount now. Child, you can get a whole business plan class for, like, $30 now just because, okay. you know, everything's very convenient now. Like, everybody's at home. Right. Everybody's trying to make money the way they can. Like, yeah. So I'll, I'll, give, I'll give those. I'll get them all the way. But, yeah. Those are my, like, top three, four. Those are all, like, perfect, perfect answers. I think you should definitely try all of those. If not one, definitely go for those. As well as uh, if you're trying to think about a business to start, someone said, like, go for your passion. Like, figure out what you're already good at. And that's kind of hard if you can't, like, sing or, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the the obvious obvious talent. Right. Okay. Yeah, exactly. The obvious make beats. The obvious talent. Right. Okay, because we'll be out there. You need some beats, okay? Okay. But the fact is, we <laughs> we all have a talent, and there is something yes. like things, I, businesses that I've seen come about since COVID-19, I didn't mm-hmm. even think they could be businesses. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. wow, okay. So mm-hmm. figure out what your mm-hmm. talent is first, because some of y'all may not know, because I ain't know for a while. Figure that out and then figure out how, how you can how you can uh benefit from that, how you can make yeah. money from that. For example, uh-huh. like that one person that was probably in college or in high school writing your papers for you, they might be huh. real good with English and grammar, okay? There you go. Write a paper business. Do it legally, though, okay, because we don't got time for you to get caught. And then right. uh, other people I know, a lot of people have been starting a bunch of resume-building businesses. Mm-hmm. Like, just mm-hmm. think. Right, things that I would not have even thought of. Someone, at, uh, this YouTuber that I watched, she started this um, social media kind of, not really a guru, but she helps you promote your social media platforms, like teach you how to mm. do it for yourself. And she charges for that. And I was like, dang, who would have thought that was a big thing? If you want to go start mm-hmm. YouTube, I'm trying to think of like more, like just things you could do right then and right there. And then, I mean, another thing too, y'all couldn't go to restaurants for a very long time. So you could easily, and I'm not saying start a catering business because everybody don't, right. don't need to do that. But the <laughs> fact is you can you can cook more for yourself, which will help you save more money. So that way you can get to that one step closer to that generational wealth you seek. So mm-hmm. there's a bunch of different things that you can do for yourself. So that way you can you can adjust to this new normal that we're about mm-hmm. to embark on. Yeah, and when you learn these things during this quarantine and you become a pro or a master of your trade, please teach your children or your friends or your grandparents that do not know it is not late for them to learn either, you know, about these exactly. things, these personal experiences and, and with finances and whatever else you dabble in during this quarantine, we have nothing else to do. So you, have no, you, have, you know, you have nothing but time to figure this out and, and to plan, make exactly. a plan for yourself in the long run. Think ahead. Don't think about just now. I mean, yes, it's nice to bask in now and live life in the moment, as they say, but, like, also think about the future and the people that come after you, you know. It's not just about you all the time. So, you know. Okay. Mm. That's the best way to say it. Just, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> think ahead, okay? Don't think till Saturday. Think for from years, years from now. <laughs> That's um, exactly. You know? <laughs> 
Oh, a lot of us funny. on that Saturday mentality, okay? You need to be on uh, that, ooh, like, decade mentality. Right. For real. Honestly. Talk about it. But yeah. Wow. I honestly think that, yeah. I honestly think that, like, even though COVID-19 happened, I feel like human beings are super resilient. So mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. way that you figure out or come up with that, that will help you adjust or create that generational wealth after uh, after COVID-19 goes away, mm-hmm. it's it's. I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to work. I don't know. I don't want to say it's going to work. I don't actually know if it's going to work, but it's just going to be, it's cool because we're going to all bounce back and we're all going to figure out a way around it. That's what I guess I'm trying to say. Yeah, so, oh, so course. with that, right. With that being said, I just want to know if you have any ideas, uh, just any ideas that you've thought of since we've been running our mouths here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, uh, how, I can never get my thoughts together, but ideas that you think are beneficial to help other people uh, that they, I'm trying, I'm rambling because I'm really trying to figure out the words to say. Mm-hmm. Help me out. I feel I feel like you know what I'm trying to say. Um, no? <laughs> no. I was like, um, no. <laughs> You're like, I'm not even going to try. But just uh, comment some ideas uh, on our Instagram or Facebook, just ideas that you thought of that can help people create generational wealth mm-hmm. during COVID-19. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure we didn't name all of them. There's a lot out there. And, I mean, if we have a bunch of brains, a bunch of brains work better than one. So that's what I was trying to say, long story short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I second that. I'll retweet that. I favorite that, period, end of story. I honestly was scared about this topic because I was like, oh, this is this, I'm be mentioning some treacherous territory, and I'm not too much about all mm-hmm. But this has, all, like, what I represent, one of those people that just did not know. So I think um, even talking about it just has educated me. Like, it, it doesn't take much to learn. You know what I'm saying? It just takes maybe mm-hmm. five minutes out of your day to watch a video or to have a conversation with your family about what that is, how to set it up. You know what I'm saying? It just, it, just, it right. starts with the conversation is what I'm saying. Like, I'm going to anything you said before. That's it. Point blank, period. Mm-hmm. Right. We we are nowhere near experts, but we just like uh-huh. to learn and we like to share what we learn. And just thank you to the awesome listener that recommended this topic. I think it benefited us in a lot of ways and helped us yeah. learn. And I hope you learned something as well. So, yeah. Period. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know what? I mean, do you want to close it out this time? Because I feel like I always do it. Oh, my goodness. Do I really get to do it this time? <laughs> oh, my I'm not ready. Oh, my goodness. Okay, let me see if I can do it. Okay, okay, okay. In five, four, three, two. Thank you for tuning in to The Odd Ones, and we are – oh, no, I did it wrong. I messed up already. You almost had it, though. Do it again. Oh, I did it? Okay, let me do it. Okay, one more time, one more time. Thank you for tuning in to our awesome generational wealth topic. We are The Odd Ones. Out. Period.